0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 26th is Psalms 131, 138, and 39, 143, 144, and 145. These are the last or the remaining of David's psalms that he's written, and I love Psalm 131. It's only... A few verses. But it says, Yahweh, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't look down on other people. I do not get involved with things too great or too wondrous for me. What is too great or too wondrous for a king? An earthly king? It's like, I'm not going to get mixed up in things I shouldn't be mixed up in. I think that is a great attitude for all of us to apply to ourselves. David says, instead, I have calmed and quieted my soul. How many of you know that we are made up of a soul, a body, and a mind? Of course, our body is this physical thing that our souls are placed in while we are alive. But our souls will live on forever. And our souls carry a lot of our emotion, a lot of our feelings, a lot of our hurts. And many of us are wounded in our souls, and there is healing available. The problem is we don't know that. We don't know how to access that. But it's available, and it's quite simple. Actually, we pray, we ask Jesus to heal us. We think of traumatic events. Maybe they wouldn't even be traumatic. If you spoke of them out loud, you might even be embarrassed because by the world's standards, they would be minimal things. And you would have this impression that you just need to grow up or not be so sensitive. But In actuality, you were hurt. We all get hurt, especially when we are children and things happen to us, things are done to us, whether intentionally or not, that result in wounds, soul wounds, emotional trauma. And we can receive healing by quite simply going to Jesus and saying, please heal me. I was hurt by this and I give you these emotions, I give you these negative feelings associated with this memory. And we do it again and again. We give it over to him until those things don't hurt us anymore. When you can think of that traumatic event and not have these feelings of guilt and shame and condemnation come to you, or pain, whatever the negative emotions are, you give it to him again and again and again until the healing becomes complete. It's quite that simple. Psalm 131. David said, I have quieted and calmed my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child. Picture a three-year-old taking a nap, laying on his or her mother. How safe that little one feels. This was King David writing, saying that his soul was like a weaned child, a three-year-old, maybe a two-year-old. If he did it, this mighty warrior king, then we can certainly do it as well. Psalm 138 is a psalm of gratitude, of having a grateful heart, and Psalm 139, is wonderful, and it's often quoted, especially in the pro-life movement, as you knit me together in my mother's womb. You saw me, before you created me, you knew me, the psalmist David says. You saw me when I was formless, in verse 16. All my days were written in your book before a single one of them began. God knows the end from the beginning, it's because of this Psalm and some of the other writings in the Old Testament in particular that we have the doctrine of God's omnipresence, omni meaning all, presence obviously being where he is, where he is, is everywhere, God is omnipresent, he's also omniscient, he knows everything he has the answer to everything. And I think it's very interesting in verse 17. God, how precious, precious to me are your thoughts, how vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Now I've heard it said that one cubic foot of sand contains. One billion or more grains of sand, one cubic foot. <laughs> Go to one beach and try to count how many cubic feet of sand there must be at that one beach. Nevertheless, all of the beaches and all of the world and what's under the ocean, it's impossible to perceive how vast the sum of God's thoughts are. Psalm 143 is a cry for help, a dependence, an utter dependence, a humility, saying, God, I cannot do this myself, I need you. Save me, please, save me. Psalm 144 is a prayer, another prayer of David, And some would call it a king's prayer, things that a king should pray for. And again, it's salvation. It's got a theme of humility. Who am I? What is a human that you should care, oh God? Yahweh, part your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains and they will smoke. God is amazing. He's not only omniscient and omnipresent, he is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. There is nothing he cannot do. And because of that, in Psalm 145, we end with David praising the greatness of God. He is unmatched in every category. There is nothing... There is no one who compares to him. There is nothing or anything that competes with him. He is unmatched. He is in a category completely by himself. And we cannot even begin to understand his greatness, his purity his power, his imagination, and perhaps even more important, certainly just as important, is his love for you and for me and his desire to partner with us to change this world for his glory. That, my friends, is beautiful and inspiring. Makes me want to know him more. And I'm sure it does for you too. God bless you. As you seek him, may you find him. For his glory and for your good. We'll see you tomorrow.